I'm Hugh. I'm Linda. Together we're Hinda. And this is Hindacast. Coming to you from Portiel Carmen Beach. That's in Lanzarote for those who don't know. And we are covering episodes five and episode six. Totally unedited. It is. It's a crack of dawn, guys. So if nothing, we're dedicated to our art. Yeah, absolutely. Lovely quiet beach here. You may hear the waves in the background. The sun has yet to come up. Uh, it'll come up probably in the next 15, 20 minutes. So listen, thanks for joining us today. And we're going to talk about two weddings and yes. four honeymoons. Two weddings, four honeymoons. Paul and Tasha, we need to talk about their honeymoon. We saw their wedding back in episode four. They seem to be getting on like a house on fire, don't Look, they? They are just love's young dream. I think they're the success of this whole experiment. Um, they get on like a house on fire. I think the thing about Tasha is she is just so unused to how Paul is treating her. Like it seems that she was in relationships where she was treated like crap, really. Yeah, and and but he is just naturally a gentleman. I don't think it's an act. I think. He's really going for it this time, and he seems to be 100% genuine, if there ever is such a thing. He seems to be crazy about her. He doesn't mm. know his look either. So they're, they're like two love-struck teenagers, and it's really cute to watch. Is there any bumps on the road for them? The only bumps I saw was Paul's ass. <laughs> Did you check out that? He's a fine ass on him, hasn't he? <laughs> Here oh we go God, couldn't again. believe it. He's half your age, for God's sake. Couldn't believe it. He's going, do whatever you need to do, and she whips down the shocks. Yeah, I thought it was a little bit creepy that she kept going and the jocks weren't even off him. They were built down, down on it at his knees. It was, like that, was, that was a bit much now. No, it was perfect if you ask me. <laughs> it was just perfect. And she's getting stuck in, rubbing the mud on him and everything, and he was loving every bit of it. Uh, yeah, well, I have to say, I, I, I noted immediately the contrast because he, he was giving her a massage first and she was in her little tidy bikini bottoms. And then there he was, you know, in his full shorts. And I was thinking... That's hardly fair. Yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing, because those shorts kept practically came down to his knees. Yeah. <laughs> Things were soon evened up, weren't they? They certainly were. They certainly down were. Down to his knees, they were down to his ankles. I think he had she his was socks finished. and his trainers and everything on. Did he? All right, okay. <laughs> I stopped looking after that. Uh, was there anything else of note on their honeymoon, other than just their... Other than just sweetness and sweetness cuteness and overload? Sweetness and yeah. No, yeah, I think no. that was really it. But like, look, there will be some drama. There will be some tests for those. We just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. So let's enjoy when they're getting on well together, I think. Now, so we have been doing marks out of 10 so far. Mark, out of 10, it's the chances that they will get to the final uh, renewal of vows and they will say yes. At this stage, what do we give them, Linda? I think I'd give them an 8 at this stage based on what I've seen so far. Gosh, like, I'm saying A because I yeah. Oh yeah, right, that's optimistic. And I get it that they haven't had any challenges yet. Mm. So, you know, but like certainly at this point in time, they look good. They're going the right direction. They're crazy about each other. They're both treating each other with respect. So it is just really a matter of them, you know, seeing how they get on now with their challenges. And I think if they're starting off this well, that they'll overcome the challenges when they, when they eventually come. Why not just give them 10 out of 10? I'm going to give them 10 out of 10. I just can't understand why you can't just go the full 10. I can't understand why you're being so optimistic. Like, it's never you. You always give low scores. Oh, look, based on what I say, you have to go 10. Maybe we should do this um, podcast early in the morning going forward, Hugh. Because <laughs> I'm always optimistic early in the morning. We're getting a different view, I think. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, we should talk about Peggy and George. 
Now here's an odd couple if ever I seen them. Yeah. Um I don't know, this 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 couple is strange. Peggy seems to have issues, doesn't she? Now I said when we were saying meet the brides that she was vulnerable and she does seem to be very, very vulnerable. Mm. She wants a lot from George's. Yeah. Including information about things that you'd wonder would they ever happen. Because she wants to know if I have an OnlyFans page, would you be upset about that? Come on, look, at. she says that she's not going to have an OnlyFans page and she's horrified by the thought of it, but she wouldn't be the only one who said that on, on maps, let's face it. Yeah, but like, I mean, the whole question is so weird in the first place. I mean, it really is. It's like, if I had an affair, would you be able to forgive me? Why are you thinking of having an affair? Exactly, that's most people's reaction. So his reaction probably should have been, boy, are you going to have an OnlyFans page? But no, in fairness to him, he was totally reasonable and he took the question. He was honourable enough to take the question and answer it. And he answered, look, he was damned if he did and damned if he didn't, probably in his head. But I think he was being truthful, I think he was being genuine. And he said, actually, no, I wouldn't have a problem if it's what you really wanted to do. Uh, you go ahead and do it. I'm not the controlling type. But when you look at her and look at all of the work she's had done and she is a, a good looking girl and the whole business, you wouldn't be surprised if she turned around and said, well, yes, I do have an OnlyFans page. So she could have had an OnlyFans page and was setting them up for a fall. And mm. if he'd said, um, yeah, I would actually have a problem. Well, that's those two over. They're done with. Because, yeah, yeah obviously, she wouldn't feel right being with him. He wouldn't feel right being with her. He was going to come across as controlling. So... Odd. Just well, odd. look, either way, two very reasonable people, i.e. us, thought he handled it pretty well. And I look at that saying a lot because I didn't like George's from the get-go. No, you didn't. You didn't. And I, I really wouldn't didn't. blame you. And, and, and I certainly, from looking at social media as well, women in particular just didn't respond well to him and the way he was speaking. It just came across so badly. Um, Even the it, comment he made about her body. Hmm. I thought it was pervy. Yeah. Coming from anybody else, I probably would have thought it was a compliment. But coming from him, I thought it was pervy. Sure. Because he has that reputation now, and we've only seen so far at that time one side of him. Now, to get back to the question, he was in the biggest trouble ever. She was disgusted with his answer. Yeah, I know. I don't think we can please our poor Peggy now. No. no wonder she was called Picky Peggy. <laughs> yeah. She's. I don't think that there is anybody out there that's going to please Peggy, in fairness. You know, she does have very high morals and she doesn't sleep around. She doesn't have sex the first date. She doesn't have casual sex. Mm. All of this kind of stuff. Does she have sex at all, do you think? Uh, yeah, a lot of it, though, is, is for the benefit of Dad, I'd say. Oh, I wonder. I don't know, Hugh. I don't know. Look at... Mm, I couldn't see why those two were matched up in the first place. Can't really see now where they're matched up either, even when George's is shown the better side of him. Mm. And he showed the better side of him in the tuk-tuk where they were walking, where they were riding along. And he apologised. He explained where he was coming from. She appeared to take his apology. Uh, and they all appeared very touchy-feely. So there seems to be some chemistry there. I know. She wasn't too happy about what he did for a living either, was she? No, no. Well, that was a little bit of... That reminded me a bit of Adam uh, from the uh, previous uh, math series. He's a little bit of... Maths Australia. Yeah, a little bit chancy, uh, the whole thing. A little bit dodgy, a little bit scammy or something. Um, They're taking bets or something, and he has to do challenges or... It just all seems very weird. Well, she was disgusted by the fact that he did... Somebody asked him to do a squat backwards. Yeah. And he did it, fully clothed, and he was disgusted by that. Yeah. Like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. There's warning bells ringing there with Peggy. 
Yeah, but it's not really a proper career, is it, Linda? It's not something that's going to... Hang on, Hugh. Did we not query in the very first episode what she did for a living? Okay. When we when we were doing Meet the Brides and we actually put it out there and said, Peggy, if you listen, let us know what we do, what you do for a living because we can't make it out from your title. Mm, true, true. So, look, and she's the one, she's still living at home with her, her mum and dad. So <laughs> you, you, you really are wonder, ripping into them, aren't you? <laughs> but you'd wonder how much money she makes. Like, you know, I know she said that her dad, uh, you know, had cancer and everything and, and she was going to stay with yeah. him and support him in the whole business. But, like, oh, I don't know. There's something else going on there. All the pressure seems to be on him. It really does. She is sitting up there. She's the one asking the questions and he better come up with the answers. Otherwise... He's the worst in the world. Yeah, but he is answering them. At this point in time, I'm going to say that, you know, I'm, I'm really happy with the way he's answering the questions and I'm really happy with the way he's handling himself. I'm mm. actually quite impressed. Yeah. Do I think that will last? I think it's a mask that he has on and I think pretty soon that mask is going to slip. We're going to see the real obnoxious Georges again. I'm taking a slightly more positive view on it, Linda. I think what we saw there is the real genuine him and I think he was going doing his best and he was bringing that genuineness out okay i think that is the real him and in a, with the right environment and the right woman and the right thoughts inside his head that side will flourish and we'll see more of that so mark said a 10 oh of them getting to to final vows and saying and yes, saying yes uh, i think it's low um but I think it's higher than it was, uh, based on what I saw on the honeymoon. Um, so I'll go for three. I'm going to go for two. Okay. Yeah, slightly lower. I'm not optimistic about this couple at all. I think they'll do a lot of work on themselves mm. throughout the programme. But are they meant to be together? Mm, can't see it. Yeah. Brad and Shona. Okay, these two. Where do I even begin with these two? Try begin at the wedding. Okay, the wedding. Sean looked gorgeous, loved her dress. Yes, beautiful. No, she did. She she's a pretty girl. She is. But she's like a nine-year-old. The way she goes on, she's like <sighs> a nine-year-old. Yes. All fairy princess, airy fairy. You know, it's like, I don't know, there's no sense of reality or something in mm. her. I know she's spiritual. I get it. Yeah. And she's into her crystals and her meditation and her yoga and all that kind of stuff. Happy days, great. Yeah, star sign chick. The typical star sign chick, yeah. So, and I support that and fair play to her. And as she said, she's done an awful lot of work on herself and that's her coping mechanism and delighted for her. But come on, she's unrealistic. Yeah, and the, the baby language and the voice and talking about her tummy. And, oh, it's just, I it's, it's kind of just like a barrier, isn't it? It's just, yeah, again, it's, it's just completely not me. And I'm not, I'm not getting it. I'm just not mm. getting it. Whatever Sean is selling, I'm not buying. <laughs> I don't think, I still stand by what I said. She's too sweet to be wholesome. Nobody can be that nice. Well, you could say the same about Brad. Because you look at him and you go, oh gosh, this guy is some dude. And he admits his mistakes, that he was addicted to steroids and stuff like that before. Other and substances, yeah, he, he didn't did always that. have, you know, a perfect life. Uh, he seems to be doing all the clean living now, though. Uh, he looks like uh, Jason Orange. He talks like Gary Barlow. Um, <laughs> That's very true. He does, actually. Yeah, he yeah. does. But he comes out with the most amazing sentences. He certainly talks the talk. He is ace con man. I don't know. Again, I, they look at on paper, the two, that, that couple have the mm. most in common. Of all the couples, that couple have the most in common, yes. I think. Yes, yes. 
Yes. Um, are they going to make it? Mm, they fell very quickly. They're practically telling each other that they love each other after a week. Mm. Well, she said it at the wedding. Yes. She loves them. Oh, yeah. At the wedding. Told her friends, yes. Well, that's the type she is, though. She falls hard and heavy, and he lets them fall hard and heavy into his arms. Let's face it. I think they're going to blaze very, very brightly, and it's going to be extinguished very, very quickly. Yeah. It's like the newspaper going up in flames. Yeah, it's like, I know they say you should marry your best friend, but there has to be something. There has to be some differences. They're like they're like the opposite sides of each other. Well, not even the opposite sides mm. of each other. They're like mirror images of each other. Yeah. Well, at the end of the day, though, we are marking them, though, on what we see. Uh, and what we see is a couple who are absolutely crazy about each other at this stage. Um, and I don't want to get too cynical. So uh, that makes I, a change. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go eight. Okay, so yeah. I'll go. I think I'll go five for for these two. Yeah. Like I say, I think initially they're going to burn very very brightly, but they're going to burn out very quickly. Now, that leaves us with Portia and Terence. Oh, definite alarm bells ringing with Portia. Yeah, but at the same time, they she came in at the wedding ceremony he turned around and he saw this vision and there was certainly instant attraction she kind of liked the look of him as well she did apart from his gold tooth yeah she said he was tall but all the signs that we saw was that with her heels on she was certainly taller than him well he's 6'2 Mm, so right. yeah okay. well look at maybe she was wearing really high heels but she is such a contradiction I just cannot get the measure of Portia at all mm. you know at some points I was saying yeah she's a bitch trying to be nice and then at other points I was saying yeah she's a nice person trying to be a bitch I was really swaying um, from one side to the other throughout the entire episodes so yeah. you know it's oh I don't know I don't know She she's a contradiction isn't she yes. she's a complete paradox well she's flying in there probably on that plane <laughs> They're coming in to have a word with us. Yes. <laughs> right She's got to have a word with us by the sound of things. Where do they go on their, holiday, on their honeymoon? Oh, uh, they go to let me see. Morocco. Yeah, I think they went to Morocco. Uh, Brad and Shona went to the Maldives. Maldives. Which looks uh, fabulous. There isn't was it? Costa Rica, was Paul and Tasha. Yes. And then Thailand. Thailand was, was Peggy, Peggy and, 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 uh, George's. and George's. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, look, they went, anyway, to Morocco on their honeymoon. Um, and, I, I, I don't, again, you know, there was nothing that he did about his lifestyle mm. that she seemed to be happy with. And she wasn't willing to compromise. It was like, no, I'm in bed by 10 a.m. And, you know, I 11, like 11. Not that it makes much of a difference. Well, I think she said, yeah, something like, yeah, between 10 and 11. Yeah. Um, and, well, which kind of sounds familiar, because that's me too. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, but so am I. But she's not good um, at night and in the morning. So she's not a morning person. She's not a night person either. No. So the only time you get to talk to her is in the middle of the day when she's at work. Mm. So, you know, um, odd. And and don't get me wrong. I do like to go to sleep early and I like to get up early. Um, yeah, but their lifestyles totally clash. And for Mel, the expert, the way she spoke, when the experts were talking about the two of them, it was disgraceful the way she went on. She said, oh, yes, but these two have such, you know, compatible core values. It was their lifestyle, yeah, they're very different. But, you know, the core values are there. Look, the core values, their lifestyles are totally different and totally incompatible. And they're not 20-somethings who, you know, are more likely to change. These two are approaching middle age. They're 35 and 40, you know? I think Portia, I think, I think she's unhinged. I do. I think there's something seriously in her personality. 
Well, her version of of Christianity and my version of Christianity are two totally different things. Just because you read the Bible a bit doesn't make you much of a Christian. She is very judgy. Again, that's what I'm saying. She's a complete paradox. She's a complete contradiction. She's, you know, she's saying, oh, well, I do this and I do that. But her actions don't speak up. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, you've got three kids and I assume you look after them. And he's going, yes, I do. I contribute Mm. to them financially, the whole business. Great, fair play to you. And she's going, well, is there going to be enough to look after me? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, he was kind of damned if he did and damned if he didn't it was a bit like Peggy's question it was kind of loaded yeah you know like you, he, you were <laughs> he just wasn't going to please her because if no. he said oh well yes now I'll cut back on my maintenance a little bit just so I can look after you and yeah. your child then he would have been the worst in the world yeah exactly and why the hell should he look after somebody else's child and in fairness it looks like he's doing two full time jobs he's a good man with kids though he certainly was getting on with her little fella very well at the ceremony we should say that do you know I, in fairness I thought it was odd the way the child was dressed exactly like him. What are the chances of that happening? Ah, well look, they all went to the same tailor. They knew that was going to happen. Yeah, odd. And then I thought it was odd as well. I think that's the first time we've ever saw a woman bringing her child or a man for that matter to Mm. the wedding. It sort of shows maybe a difference in UK culture compared to Australian culture because I can't ever imagine it on the Australian show. I don't know. I don't think I'd be happy introducing my child to someone I literally just met, even mm. if I was marrying them. Yeah, it was kind of preordained that the child was going to be there. Yeah, I mean, I just... they didn't do it with um, Brad's uh, little fella because he was at school apparently, and he couldn't take one day off school to be at his dad's wedding. Yeah, but like, you and know... I know, I'm sure that was a choice. I know. I'm just saying, school was used as the excuse. Yeah. But let's face it, they made a conscious decision, and. You know, the little lad had, had a ma- has a mam, obviously, and that was probably the mam's preference as well, too. Yeah, I just, I, I, I think there's trouble ahead for these two. I don't think, I, I can't see them getting on. I, in, as much as they might want to, and I don't even know if Paul actually wants to go on. I think he can... Paul, Terence. Terence, I'm sorry. Yeah. I, um, I think he can kind of see the warning signs already. I think he's kind of looking at her, thinking, no, hang on here for a second. No, he's not going to put up with it, quite frankly. Uh, no. He's no pushover. He's not fawning all over like the way the George's fella is, you know. He's putting it out there and he's saying, no, well, look here. (laughs) I've been this way for a long period of time. I've gone into this process. Don't put me down. Don't criticise me. This is what I do. And this is what I am. Absolutely. He told her that Mm. he'd been unfaithful in in other relationships. Yeah, he didn't didn't hide behind any... And he didn't say that, did he? I think he wanted to shock her by saying that. I genuinely think that was his motive. He wanted to shock her and see what she'd say. And true to form, she was horrified by that fact. Oh, well, I've been cheated on. I'm never going to go out with a cheater. Uh, I don't know. I just, I I, I still think, seriously, there's something psychological going on there with Portia. When you do all the kind of things that Portia does, though, and say the kind of things that Portia does, she's almost binding herself up. She's setting herself up uh, for a severe climb down. But I don't think she's the kind of girl who ever does climb down, do you? No, I don't think she is. I don't think she no. is. Um, like, I can't see these two making. I just no. can't. I'm sorry. So, obviously, you're going to give them a very, very low figure. I can see these two going out very early on. Yeah. I think they'd be lucky if they, they're still together when they come back from the honeymoon. Mm. It'll be interesting to see now tonight with the dinner party. Yeah. Well, I think Portia will cling on no matter what. I think Portia wants this as a vehicle for herself. Uh, so I don't think Porsche's going anywhere in a hurry and the rule says two people have to say they want out when they go so I think they'll stay in for a reasonably long period of time what for her pride? For, for a, well for about three or four weeks but chances of getting to final vows very very low give me a number Slim and none. Give, me Slim a Lin- and none give me a number Linda oh look at I'd say one out of ten 
yeah I'd say I'll, I'll go with one as well just so we can be in agreement on something I'd say the chances of them getting past the first renewal service is probably maybe even five yeah. I think it's going to be 50-50 it all depends on how quickly uh, Terence will cop onto her or how much he's willing to take from her yeah yeah because she's not going to change she's not going to compromise either way lots to look forward to looks like we're having a dinner party uh, tonight and looks like after that on Thursday night there will be our first commitment ceremony of the series can't wait to see can't wait to see when they come back like it really starts out when they come back and they're living uh, together yeah. and yeah. you know they have all of the challenges and the challenges obviously have been cooped up in those tiny apartments with each other 24-7 mm. yeah that'd be a challenge for anybody when you think about it that would be a challenge for anybody true true okay we'll uh, keep watching Maths UK We'll go for now. Plenty of sunbathing to be done. Absolutely. Beautiful day again. Beautiful in sunrise in prospect here. I can see the sun just peeping behind those clouds. We'll leave you for now. We'll talk to you in a few days' time. Keep watching maths, as we say, and we'll talk to you soon. Ladies. Bye for now. Bye bye.